Hello, hello, hello. It is me, it is me, your True Hill Phenom SP3. We are back once again. I am here with the Spinner Mason to my Jimmy Brooks, Steven Jensen, for another edition of Degrassi Dudes. Welcome, everyone, and welcome, Steven. How you been doing? I've been doing great. Me and SP3 got to catch up a little bit before the show. Sorry we're a little bit late today. Uh, he does FMC right before this. I kind of get my day started. We'll probably start scheduling these at like 10.10 so that like people don't think we're running so late. But um, we had to get caught up on some stuff, you know, before we, before we went live today. Um, but yeah, it's been a really good week. A ton of wrestling, a ton of talking. Like this is one of those weeks where like I tried to like not talk at all. Like a couple days ago, I was like just trying to give my voice a rest. Um, we were talking some blood sport beforehand also. And, uh, if you want to see kind of my live reactions to that, I was on the true heel heat YouTube channel or the, all their platforms really, um, to watch blood sport with Romeo and who was with us. It's been such a long week. And I'm rich, rich fan of rich uh, fan. PW Torch. Yes. Really nice guy, rich fan. He was cool as hell. And he has a deep knowledge of independent wrestling as well. So I got to have some really cool conversation with him. Really, really cool guy. I like rich a lot. Um, that's the first time I'd ever interacted with him, but it was uh, it's something I hope to do again soon. So, um, so yeah, check that out. That was Bloodsport. And then I saw, I, I hit you up about it. I hit up Romeo about it after, but like, I thought that was hilarious. Y'all had Keemstar on during WrestleMania. Like, oh my God. I just saw a kid behind the camera was there too, but like, I've, I've, I, I, he's a little bit more accessible. I've seen him and like, he knows Jesse a little bit. So he's been in like our, ch our Twitch chats before, but I was kind of marking out seeing Keemstar because like, I mean, if you know, you know, but like that guy, very controversial figure in uh, in internet history. But uh, I just thought it was hilarious. It was so random. I was like, Keemstar went on this? What the hell? And then you were like, yeah, like him and Romeo are boys from back in the day. And I talked to Romeo a little bit about it. But yeah, shout out to all, everything you guys did over there. True Hill Heat over the last week, man. Thank you so much. Like we've been uh, having people say we were the wrestling multiverse because we had, you know, you from Fightful. We had Tempest from Wrestle Talk. We had Keemstar, Kid Behind the Camera. We had Kate Hensler from Fightful. Uh, you know, Rich Van from PW Torch. Uh, Professor Chris from Post Wrestling. Jay Shell and Joe Holbert from Late Night Grid. So I was very happy with how everything came together with on our Twitch platform, on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, very, uh, you know, happy at how True Hill Heat's WrestleMania week turned out. So go over to the YouTube channel, to the Twitch channel, check out all that. Uh, Steven, uh, Rich, and Romeo watching Bloodsport is like our second most viewed video over on our Twitch channel. So oh, I'm very happy about all of that stuff that we were able to accomplish. But you yourself, the weekender, you covered everything from the collective. So if you haven't already, we're on Fightful Overbooked, but go over, you know, support Fightful Select because there's so much content that you can get really caught up on all of independent wrestling as well as, you know, WWE, AEW scoops galore over on Fightful Select. I'm a member, so you should be as well. <laughs> so spend spend a little bit of cheddar. You get the news on a quicker basis from Sean as well as Steven and all that crew over there. Yeah, absolutely. FightfulSelect.com. That's the most direct way you can support Fightful. Um, yeah, I did a, a weekender episode. I, I did a I did a preview that everyone wants to do for free. Um, it's on Fightful Select, but like you don't need to be subscribed. So if you if you've like missed the collective and you want to know more about it before you watch it, um, that's available once again completely for free at FightfulSelect.com. And then the uh, my review is behind the paywall, as most of my shows are. But 
um, if you enjoyed the collective or you want to know more about kind of the fallout of it, what I did is I went through all 12 of the shows for the collective. I went through, um, I went like match by match on the results, gave the finish to every single match. So like you have a good idea of kind of, kind of trying to paint a picture of kind of what you saw at the end of each match and then, uh, gave some thoughts. So, um, so yeah, if you want to know about like all 12 of those shows and then WWE WrestleMania, um, you know, I've been saying it for a long time, along with some others, Fed dead, right? You know, that's been the big thing, Fed dead. And uh, Cody Rhodes is back home, all hail. I will say Fed's back. Um, Raw, Raw, was, Raw was awful. I watched all three hours. But, but Cody's stuff was very interesting. So, like, I, I, I've said it before, and I'll say it again right here. When Cody Rhodes wins the WWE Championship, it'll be the proudest moment I've ever had as a wrestling fan. My, that'll be the culmination of my 30 years of watching this stuff. It'll be him winning. And by the way, people want the uh, the roundtable. I, 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 I've been seeing that. I've been seeing people tag us on social media. Where our, our great, go out of your way if you haven't watched that already. Our Cody roundtable before all this craziness started. Before, if you if you watch True Hill, he, our, our weekly podcast, our flagship tomorrow, 11.05 a.m. Eastern time. It's going to be the season finale of the as the Cody verse turns. I don't know if you've seen it, uh, Jensen. I know Romeo's <laughs> yeah. clipped a couple. I've, I've, we I've do, seen those some clips, yeah. We do a whole segment where I I do I do the Cody reports and rumors in an ASMR voice while there's like music in the background. So the season finale is tomorrow. But uh yeah, like you said, um you know Cody returning that was like the WrestleMania moment for me. I felt if you go over to fight uh wrestletalk com. I did a top 10 best matches of WrestleMania 38 week, and definitely Cody versus Seth is in that top two, top three section. So go over there and check that out. Was it number one? Because you also, uh, if you haven't already, go to the main Fightful channel because Jensen as well as Joel Pearl did a great review of ROA Supercard of Honor. And if you've seen the Dave Meltzer ratings, he threw all the stars at that and well-deserved for FTR versus the Briscoes. So there was so much great wrestling that it was it's nice for us to kind of just give a synopsis of everything that we did throughout the week. I did like... 15 different shows. I, I reviewed Russell, both nights of WrestleMania for True Hill Heat, as well as Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast. I did a prediction show with Renee Paquette, which is like one of my bucket list things that yeah, I ever she's did. Awesome. I'd, I'd love to be able to talk to her. She's, she's, she dude, seems awesome. She is just so, just full of joy, just a, such a friendly person. And I, I had a nice little funny banter with her because I told her I was rooting for AJ Gray at Joey Janela's spring break <laughs> over Mox. So that was a nice, a nice fun one. I said, I'm doing it for you. So you don't have to watch your husband go through this <laughs> stuff anymore. And then, and then I got to actually beat her in a trivia battle. Spoiler alert. I beat Renee Paquette in a trivia battle about information about the WWE when she was working there. So that was the best part for oh, me. Oh, wow. That's hilarious. <laughs> so a couple things real quick. So if we do the, the Cody Rhodes roundtable, which we're all, we're all in for. Like I, I talked to Jerry about it yesterday. Um, I saw everyone else, me, you, Joe, we all responded on Twitter. Like we're all, all four of us are down for it. If we do this, you have to be honest this time and explain why Cody did you the way he did. Why you're so, because 
We know there's got to be a, like I know tell tell the people all the disgusting things you said about him before he did that to you. Okay, no, it wasn't before. You know, no, it I know, before. I know Cody too well, and you had to have done something to get that reaction. I don't believe your story that it was just innocent old SP3 just hey oh Cody and like no, are you wearing a Mighty Duck shirt? Yes, I am. Hell yeah, I, dude. I, I all I had to see was like the, yes. all I could see was like the yellow little pieces at the top, and I know it's Mighty Duck. Yes, uh, I, yes, I wore I wore it for you and Jeremy. Jeremy that's didn't amazing. even keep it, but uh, you did. See, you're, this is why this is why yeah. we're we're brothers. Yeah. We're brothers. Yeah. We're brothers from a Bombay, uh, a Bombay hit on mother. Um, yeah, <laughs> Bombay soccer or uh, soccer hockey mom affair. Um, and then also the other thing was just really quick. I'll throw this out there too. Uh, my top three matches of the whole week from all the stuff that I was able to see. Um, I, I'll say. In order, I'll say uh, FTR and Briscoes, even though my number two match, I have way more emotional attachment, was uh, Seth and Cody. I love that. And then uh, Cole Radrick versus Speedball at Unsation Pro during the collective. Those are my top three. But also honorable mention uh, when it comes to WrestleMania to um, Becky and Bianca. Bianca. That was a good one. That was a very good one, too. That's the only other match I've seen. Like, Seth and Cody, Becky and Bianca seem to be kind of the top two that most people are talking about for WrestleMania. And I think think it's well-deserved, yeah. By far, uh, I gotta throw a shout out for I told you right before we went live, John Moxley versus Biff Busick from Bloodsport, yep. which is like, oh my god, that just got my adrenaline up. Uh, my wife was like, Why are you watching this? Why do you enjoy this so much? So bloody. Um, and uh, Speedball Mike Bailey versus Bandito from WrestleCon Super Show because I've been seeing a lot of Speedball talk, but not enough talk about this matchup. It was crazy, it was insane, so much high flying expertise. So yeah, that's all the wrestling stuff yes. for this episode of the Grassy Dude. Check out all that stuff. Me and Jensen been talking a lot about professional wrestling this past week. So it's very great to be back here to talk about Degrassi. And we're not only talking about Degrassi, we, we also related before we started the show that we relate on the fact that we are big fans of Jay and Silent Bob. So two things that we love came together in season four of Degrassi. Uh, what was your initial reaction? But no, first, before we get into the, those two worlds meeting, give us your your uh, emotional attachment to Jay and Silent Bob, Jensen. So it's funny. So I'll show the people. I, I, I don't think there's anything down here that would get in the way. But so like, down below me, and there's there's another side you can kind of see the corner of over there. Um, but I have like I have the blueprints to the mall rats uh like schemes <laughs> to take out LaFours. Like, I mean they're in my office always. I mean, I even have hold on a second. That's so great. Uh, grab these. <laughs> Jensen, Jensen getting all of his all of his props from his Jay and Silent Bob love. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for joining us in the live chat. If you haven't already, drop the thumbs up on the video. Share it with your friends. Subscribe if you are new. This is not just for Degrassi fans. Obviously, this is for Mallrats fans, for Clerks fans, for Jay and Silent Bob, Strike by, Strikes Back fans. We're talking about it all here on Degrassi Dudes because this is what we do. Fridays, 10, 10 a.m. Eastern time. Just showing off you know, some swag I got in my office. I got these little, like, Jansaw and Bob figures. Have you ever seen these? Pretty cool. Oh, that's so cool. Is those Lego yeah, figures? My, oh, these, my, my, 
Uh, they're like, uh, I don't even know, to be honest. They're like <laughs> these little, but like they're a uh, little J1, J Silent Bob with a uh, Suzanne. I love it. <laughs> uh, Jesse. Yes, Jesse. the Will Ferrell guy from oh yes yes from but, uh, Jack. <laughs> yeah i've got i've got so, those displayed on in my office with like so, a bunch of my figures so what was the first movie that you saw with jay and silent bob so the first one i saw was the same one you had seen first uh jay and silent bob strike back because i was, no actually actually the first movie that i ever saw with them that i i, I told you the story i'll tell them that the first rated r movie that i saw in theaters at 13 years old was jay and silent bob strikes back but I knew the reason why I wanted to see the movie and sneak into the movie is because the first, like, the one of my favorite comedies of all time is Clerks. Yeah. Clerks is an, an all-time classic for me. Uh, Jay and Silent Bob in front of the store, the young, young Jay um, introducing his cousin is, like, one of my favorite scenes. <laughs> what, uh, Olaf? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. My love for you well, is, is like a berserker. I like to do and fuck berserker. (laughs) Would you like some making fuck? And there was like, do you think making fuck? Um, yeah, no, that that's a so I'd seen Dance Hop Bob first just because I was like, we're the same age. So it was like just kind of right age, right time, edgy, kind of funny movie that like just kind of circulated between me and my friends. And then I was like, wait, like they have like other movies of these guys before this. And that's when I went back and watched Clerks and watched Mall Rats and you know, then I all you know all the Jason Amy and uh, uh, a dogma, dogma. And all, yeah, all that stuff. And uh, like Mallrats is one of my absolute favorite movies ever. Like it's it's in my probably top five of like my favorite. And then Clerks is probably right there too. Like, yeah. um, like I, especially I, going back and re like watching it nowadays. I think Clerks and Mallrats are the two best movies of that whole. Series. They had very good replay value, that's for sure. Like I saw, I saw Clerks, and I literally, that's probably one of the the movies I've seen the most in my lifetime because there was just little things that I had to like go back and get, like Randall, Randall listing all the porn porn films, the VHSs that he needs oh, in front yeah. of the mother and the oh, daughter. Is one of the most disgusting <laughs> titles of movies. Like, of come, all come, Guzzler Seven. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Stuff. the whole yeah. conversation about like uh just they had very philosophical conversations in that in that uh that 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 supermarket there uh that, that little grocery store with Quick that, stop. yeah with da- with dante and randall just great stuff and then all the scenes with jay and silent bob just make me laugh especially because of just how raunchy and uncut jay was at that time because he was so young and his whole shtick was just cursing cursing at, yeah. a, at a wild volume and selling weed of course so i just love all those scenes and they have so much great replay value i love clerks one i even really enjoy clerks two i know a lot of people were down on clerks two but i really enjoyed clerks two for mostly jay and silent bob because jay and silent bob are really the stars of that as well yeah yeah i liked clerks too also it was a little different but like i, I liked it and they're making clerks three right now so hopefully um, hopefully it winds up being good because we neither of us like the reboot, which we talked about a little bit before. Yeah. I think my favorite line in like any any Jansom Bob movie ever, I almost positive it was from Mall Rats because they all kind of run together with some of these quotes and stuff. But like 
there's it's like the two of them are just like hanging out outside of a store and like just just some girl walks by and completely unsolicited in any way shape or form as she's walking by jay yells out at her goes ever have your asshole licked by a fat man in an overcoat and like turns to in terms of silent bob who's wearing an overcoat you know what i mean he's like nude you know and i'm like i'm pretty i'm pretty sure that strikes back i'm pretty sure is that what is it yeah yeah i I just remember hearing that line and thinking it was so funny because like all the like this girl has nothing to do with them and that's his like pickup line is like yelling that at somebody and i was like that's so funny like just the idea of that but like obviously you would never do that in real life that's what makes it so funny as well as like it's so it's so like i shouldn't even say unrealistic because there are people out there that are like weirdos that actually would say that to somebody but it's so out of the realm of anything i think i'd ever experience in my real life that i'm like that's just funny someone would think of saying that like so so I'm I'm thir- I'm uh, I I saw it Strikes Back at thirteen. I saw it a bunch of times after that. Um, I'm third. I'm like thirty three now. But yeah. when I was like nineteen, I wanted to be an actor. And you know what? What I chose at one of like the acting classes to be my monologue. The uh, monologue for your acting class? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. What was it? The Click Commander. Oh <laughs> man. Safe to say, I didn't get invited back to that acting class. That's hilarious, dude. That's dude. That rules. That like you, that like yeah, you <laughs> you could have picked any monologue from I any movie picked, ever. I could have picked emotional movie. I couldn't pick anything, but I wanted to do the Click Commander. Uh, you know, would have been a good monologue. Would have been uh from Mallrats when uh when rant uh when uh. Brody is explaining his his like cousin on the airplane and like how like the whole story about like everybody thinking it's gonna crash everyone just starts beating off furiously like and then and then like the the, 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 the plane like winds up like not crashing so everyone just kind of stops and just no one ever speaks about what happened on the airplane <laughs> but i have it here i have it here <laughs> this might get us <laughs> take away all the ads but <laughs> I oh, wait, am the oh, you master. Have the, oh, yeah. Oh, you're gonna read it. Okay. Yeah. I am the master of the clit. Remember this fucking face. Whenever you see clit, you'll see this fucking face. I make that shit work. It does whatever the fuck I tell it to. No one rules the clit like me. Not little. Not this little fucker. Not, none of you little fuckers are out there. I am the clit commander. Remember that, commander of all clits. When it comes down to business, this is what I do. Pinch it like this. Oh, you little fuckers! Then rub my nose. <laughs> Oh, so good. That's so, so funny. Good. It's so good. It's one of the best monologue speeches that I've ever seen in a movie because of how he just he, he just went knee deep in it. It was great. Uh, me, that movie just came up the other day with my me and my brother too. Where uh, we saw somebody. I can't remember what it was. Somebody. It might have been on wrestling. Somebody like tripped really bad. Like it was a botch or something, and they tripped. Like they were like running, but it was like a face first trip. My brother was like, Die, you super monkey fucks. <laughs> it was like how like when Jay, like, you know, yes. like the planet of the apes thing. And, Die, uh, you super monkey fucks. And then uh <laughs> and then there was uh oh, and then also that just reminds me clerks too. That was the movie 
where they try to bring the word porch monkey like back. Yes, and yes. that was like one of the funniest things in that movie to me because <laughs> the way he kept trying to justify like, like why he was saying say it, it all the like, time. man, I'm bringing it back. You know, there's like what? Like that you can't deal. say that. Outside of Jay and Sutler, Bob Dot uh, Randall is one of the funniest yeah. characters in any comedy. Just I remember for, for me for Clark Sue is yes, the porch monkey, and then him <laughs> explaining how much Lord of the Rings sucks. He's like, yeah. he's, he's the first movie. Oh my god, we found the ring. Here's the second movie. Let's drop the ring in the <laughs> The third movie. Oh my passion. <laughs> Yes, That's I love another... it because they try to insult Star Wars, and he just rips apart Lord of the Rings. It's great. Yeah, that I was about to say. Like, that's another one of those like running things with uh with those movies is about like just uh like how nerdy they are into like superhero stuff and comic books and all that. <clears throat> but like that was well before, like that was when most people would just be like, "This is nerdy and lame." But now, like because of the marvel marvel movies and the dc stuff and all that like it's like cool to be into that now so yeah. like so i think it's looked at a little different now because like when we were kids it was cool to hear because like it was like he's talking about weapon x like stippy stippy you know just like that's kind of funny because like i know x-men you know as a kid yeah. but like adults would have probably seen that and been like he's talking about comic books that's so lame now adults hear that and they're like they think it's cool so like they probably have a different appreciation for a lot of this stuff if they were to watch it now um and there was uh there was one more thing about about those com what was it the comics uh I don't it'll, it'll, it'll come to me there was another thing I was going to say about that but... I remember they they had the 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 debate in Clerks in the in the quick mark uh, about what was the better Star Wars movie between Empire Strike Back Strikes Back and uh, Return of the Jedi and like they were talking about the infrastructure of the Death Star. <laughs> And then this guy yeah. just randomly, oh no, the cigarette guy at the beginning of it with the cigarette with the queen yeah. works for the cigarette company. He's trying to get them to buy Chuli's gum. <laughs> yeah, he works with Chuli's gum. Yeah. And he's trying to stop them from selling cigarettes, and they start pelting Dante with the cigarette. <laughs> yes. And then yeah, and I agree with uh Border Dude. Silent Bob has like the best like just advice quotes and moments ever. Anytime he chooses to talk, and it comes the first one is in is in uh quit is in uh clerks where he says a dozen a dozen women will will cheat on you not a lot of them will bring lasagna to you at work and now that I, that kept with me that yeah, kept with me that I, was I, like, that's a great quote that was that taught me like you gotta look for a good woman don't always go for the you know the one that you feel is like the hottest in the world you want one with very that is good looking but also has those good qualities that's what i learned from silent bob watching clerks at like i think i was like 10 11 years old yeah, no, that's a great quote about like most girls that bring lasagna at work, what they usually just cheat on you. Like that's yeah, like that's in what I was gonna say earlier was uh and it's a good segue in our conversation today. In Mall Rats, you know, Kate well, there's a character named yes. Caitlin who is obviously named after Caitlin Ryan from Degrassi, and she's wearing a Degrassi uh, uh like uh, denim jacket, jacket with the glossy yeah. logo on the background during mall rats so that's another little easter egg that like ties these worlds together it's like there's there's some degrassi references in jay and silent bob movies 
Yes, you you told you showed the love. He showed the love from the very beginning for Degrassi. So yes, we are here to talk about Jay and Silent Bob invading Degrassi. So what was your initial reaction to seeing uh, Kevin Smith, uh, Jason Mewes in Degrassi in season? This was towards the latter half of uh, season four, which in a lot of people's mind they call it one of the better seasons of Degrassi. So what was your initial reaction to seeing Jay and Silent Bob? there it was definitely like a mark out type situation because i was super heavy into the movies obviously like we of everything we just said you know like so i uh i was like just a huge fan and me and my because the other thing was me and my friends we were kind of like have you ever seen the movie the in-between or the show the in-betweeners the british show yes i have um, well i wouldn't say we're as vulgar as they were but like the but like we were kind of like that group where it was like we weren't like the cool kids we weren't like the the total nerds either it's kind of hard to explain but like we were really into this kind of stuff and like most of the school didn't really seem to be so like we would watch like obscure movies and like mystery science theater and like like that kind of stuff was like what we would do like we'd we'd allegedly maybe you know do some stuff you know beforehand and then we'd just laugh our asses off and just watch this stuff together and um and yeah, it was just one of those things where like, that was kind of our little thing was like, no one else in our school was ever really talking about clerks or mall rats. And I used to wear like, uh, like a, like the Snoogans, uh, a beanie. Like there was like, <laughs> I used to go to viewusuniverse.com and like buy the Jan Bob merchandise. I wish I had more of it still, but I think I had a Berserker t-shirt, like, um and stuff like that and like oh nobody God, got we, it we gotta we gotta get we gotta get all this gear back Jesse, yeah. we gotta rock we gotta rock some jay and silent we might have to do a whole episode of just jay and silent bob <laughs> did, <laughs> like we rewatch the movie and then we talk about it like I'm we watch each movie <laughs> what did, did you this is kind of random but did you ever like remember like ebombsworld.com back in the day like I've like before heard. youtube yeah did yeah, you ever yeah. see did you ever see like the gi joe psas that were like dubbed over like like other people were dubbing over like the old gi joe cartoons back then okay no. you, you wouldn't get this then but <laughs> but the, the point is like i was really into just like really obscure stuff back in high school like that and if i ever saw anybody else that had anything to do with any of that like i was immediately like get to become friends with this guy and uh and so like yeah mall rats and clerks and that kind of stuff was kind of like our friend group type stuff so when Jansaw and Bob were on Degrassi, my friends weren't into Degrassi at all, but I was able to still kind of fan out and be like, yo, there's still Jansaw and Bob like stuff out there just like on this show. And, you know, so it, it was just really cool that they were just like, it was one of my favorite TV shows at the time and they were some of my favorite movies ever. So, yeah. <laughs> and people in the chat are saying, Evon, yes, or, yeah, Evon Evon's Evon's was do you remember <laughs> Fensler Films did this thing? It was it was this whole series of they would take the G, remember the G.I. Joe cartoon back in the day? They, mm -hmm. There would be PS, public service announcements at the end of the show where it'd be like them explaining like what to do if like you're a kid and like your house is on fire, like or or like when if someone's drowning, like in like the G.I. Joe characters would show up and like show them how to fix stuff. And this guy just took the time to just dub over all these PSAs with just really hilarious lines and just scenarios and stuff it totally changes the way you look at gi joe and uh and they became like they were some of the first viral videos like that like before vi before the term viral existed for for videos like that and e-bombs world is was kind of the hub for like 
that and i mean i remember so the, the aisha video this kid singing this weird song in his in his house and yeah new people were talking about new grounds yeah see these were this that was that was my life in, in high school was like those kind of websites it's it's everyone in this chat's old we're all old if, we're, if, we're, <laughs> exactly. if we remember this stuff yeah it's totally fine we, yeah we're, we're all old people we gotta just accept it but uh point. but but how did you feel about it like when you saw jay and Silent bob as a part of the show oh. Oh, I was so I was so excited. I was so happy. I was like, this is like two of my favorite things, like interacting and and inter like coming together. And I didn't see mall rats before uh, they appeared on Degrassi. So that actually made me like because I heard all the interviews from Kevin Smith following being on Degrassi and how he said like, oh, I had various references to Degrassi and other films, like especially mall rats with the jacket and the uh, the character named Caitlin and them being very like Caitlin Ryan and like kind of going between di two different guys and stuff. So like, yeah, I was like, okay, now I got to watch Mall Rats. So then I eventually watched Mall Rats, and then that brought a lot of different things together because I was like, oh, that's why the uh, um the guy at the comic book store was important. It was a reference to the past. I was like, oh, this makes sense now. <laughs> yes, so, it's so, wild yeah. how they how they those the the movies were out of order. And the, yeah. the time, like, like Mallrats is the day before Clerks, but Clerks came out before Mallrats did. So you have to kind of go back and, like, piece together. Like, in Clerks, they're talking about that girl swimming herself to death, and Mallrats exactly. opens with how and why that happened. So, <laughs> the day before. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 And now they're all they're all friends. They're all a part of this like little friend group, Dante and Randall and everybody. So yeah, I I, I love how he, he was able to kind of make his own universe for a comic book comic book guy like Kevin Smith is very fun. And how how really him being a part of this Degrassi universe has kind of blended into that as well. So it's kind of fun. Uh, we so their his first appearance, uh, Kevin Smith was on West End Girls, which is in season four of Degrassi. And this came out, you, you, if you want to feel old, just this came out in August of 2005 in the US. Yeah, that was the year before I graduated high school. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so the main plot is Manny, Darcy, and Shantae devise a plan uh, to get revenge on Paige Michael Chuck for, for humiliating uh, Manny. But as always, Paige is one step ahead. All this occurs as Kevin Smith agree has arrived at Degrassi to make his decision about making a movie at Degrassi High School. So, yeah, it's a lot of – I think this is uh, when uh, Paige kind of, I think, breaks her ankle because uh, she's like in a in a dress here and she strips down uh, Manny in front of like the whole school and stuff so yeah this is that's kind of the main plot but underneath you have uh, Kevin Smith choosing Degrassi and he sees all of this so he's like yeah I'm gonna have it at Degrassi <laughs> <laughs> So then uh, we go into Going Down the Road, which is Kevin Smith takes over Degrassi Community School to shoot his new movie, Jay and Silent Bob Go, Cana go Canada Canadian, eh? Yes, uh, yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Jay and Silent Bob Go Canadian, eh? Yes. <laughs> that, that would totally be the name of the movie. Absolutely, <laughs> it would. Yes. And uh, he hires Craig uh, to write some music for the movie. Things finally seem to be coming together for Craig. That is until Ashley decides to tell him that she's moving to England without him. Meanwhile, Caitlin doubts her relationship with Joey. This would probably not be a good time for her to be spending so much time with Kevin Smith, though. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. We're going to get into a lot of this. <laughs> William Lee Pratt said he was 30. So, dude, yeah, you're older than we are. Dude, this is a, you're an OG. That's cool. Yes. That's awesome that you're in here right now. I actually love yes, that. Yes. I think, yeah. I think his first comment was that he's a first gen uh, Degrassi fan. So, thank you for, for joining us. I'm glad this popped up on your timeline and you're joining us. Uh, me and Jensen will be having, we're going to have to do a deep dive into the first the first two seasons, Degrassi Junior High and Degrassi High, so we could really further. I did see School Out though, William. I did see School right. Out because I had to. I had to learn these references because there was a lot of references to School Out and and Tessa Capanelli. So yeah. I had to watch that. So I went out of my way a few years ago and I watched School Out, and I was just like, wow. Joey, I, I always thought Joey was like an upstanding individual. He was always so great, great with the ladies. And then I was like, oh, you're a scumbag too. You were a scumbag in high school. Okay. All these kids are scumbags <laughs> when you really think about it. I mean, like they're all cheating on each other and doing just bad stuff. And, you know, I, the, the, Craig goes off the rails. We will get into that board, dude, because like that, that is a big part of where we're going with, with uh, Craig, like writing the song for the, for the movie and stuff. Yes. But I, I, I have gone back and I've watched a handful of the Degrassi High episodes. So, like, I have a little bit of knowledge of it. I will I, I will commit to watching all of them, though, so we can talk about it. Like, I, I do want to do I I hope they're still on YouTube. They used to all be on YouTube. So. Yeah, I hope so. I hope that we can yeah. do that. Or, no, we'll or, or HBO Max is going to add that to their to their list of things they have to get Degrassi wise. Um, so, so yeah, we also got, uh, so yeah, that's like the main plot. And then this is where, you know, Craig, you know, loses Ashley, Ashley goes to England. And then I think that he talks Joey into allowing him to, uh, go to England, but Ashley basically tells him like, no, I need my space because, you know, it's been too much ever since, you know, Craig has been diagnosed with bipolar disorder. So then we go into going down the road too, which the summary says off of his uh, bipolar medication and getting out of control, Craig then disappears into the streets. It's up to Joey to save him, but Joey already has enough on his plate trying to save his relationship with Caitlin, who's been spending a lot of time with Kevin Smith. And of course, this leads to Kevin Smith becoming the other man and making out with uh, Caitlin and helping her make the decision to take this new job where she has like a bigger opportunity and she has to leave uh, Toronto, leave Joey behind and finally end their relationship for good after their on and off uh, status that has lasted almost two decades at this point. So, yeah. So and so here's and this is I'm torn about this. So on one hand, when it comes to the actual show, I start feeling weird about Kevin Smith because I'm like, it's like, because, but I also, this is also where I start really not liking Caitlin Ryan as well. So this is like, and I always like Joey. So it's, it's one of those things where like, I feel like Kevin was kind of like the antithesis or the, uh, like the heel kind of to like Joey's yeah. baby face during this and like Caitlin we all wanted to see Caitlyn wind up with Joey the entire series, but Caitlyn winds up, you know, trifling as hell, like going around, like, you know, getting with a whole bunch of different people throughout the show that we're going to talk about, you know, throughout other episodes and just really kind of tarnishing her whole kind of whole character, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Um, but the, the, the flip side of it is Kevin Smith 
was a fan of Degrassi and he was a kid when Caitlin was a kid. And when she was on that show, he had a crush on her in real life. And he had the opportunity as an adult, as both of them being adults, that he got to kiss his childhood crush on his favorite show. I got nothing but respect for that. Like <laughs> I I'd do the same thing if I was him. So like, I, you know what I mean? Like I, I, on the show, it annoyed me and it made me kind of, and we'll talk more about Kevin Smith throughout this, how kind of weird he came off at certain points throughout this, this series. But yeah. I got, I got respect for, you know, I do the same thing if they were like, Hey, Steven, um, we're just going to let you be on, you know, Mighty Ducks and you get to, you know, skate out to, to center ice with Bombay and, and Conway and, and Banks and those guys. I'd be like, yep. Yep. You don't have to ask me twice. Like I will. Yep. hundred percent. I don't, even, do I don't even know how to skate. I would do it. Well, yeah, me either. <laughs> I was saying, yeah, I, yeah, I, I'll run out there in tennis shoes. Like, like but, but the, the point is like, there's certain things you just don't pass up, whether it makes sense or not. Like people would be like, who is this guy? Why is this guy a part of this? This doesn't make any sense, but I don't care about that. Cause I'm living out my childhood fantasy. So I am just here for the childhood fantasies, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not here for your judgment. I'm not here for any of that. I am here to, he was here to make out with uh, Caitlin Ryan. He accomplished his goal. It didn't matter if Joey was there or not. And when he was watching, Joey Joey already burned his bridge with Caitlin with the Tessa Campanelli stuff. So he was like, he was like, she's fair game. She belongs to the streets now, Joey. Oh. <laughs> Gotcha. That's that's what Kevin Smith was saying basically. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a whole whole other uh, Pandora's box that we'd be opening up if we talk about uh, you know Craig from these episodes. But yeah. we we made a bunch of references to it with uh, you know Craig is staying in the boiler room at Degrassi at the start of going down the road too. And it's Spinner who discovers him. And this is at a time where Spinner has already been, you know, shunned by the friend group because they found out that he had something to do with Jimmy getting shot. So, you know, him and Craig are not on steady ground, but he tries to keep it a secret until he sees that he's going through it. She, <laughs> yes, she sees that, you know, he's going down the wrong path and he's off his bipolar medication. So he basically makes the call to Joey so Joey can, uh, you know, come get Craig. But Craig goes out on his own. He winds up on the street. He starts playing with the guy Skinny. And Skinny yep. is the person who winds up jacking him for his guitar. And Skinny he winds is a homeless up... guy who's like playing the drums on the side of the road. Yep. Him and Craig are jamming together because Craig's got a guitar. And then this, yeah. Yeah, he gets he gets they wonder because Skinny wants to rob somebody, but Craig's not with it, so he winds up robbing Craig himself, yeah. jacking him for his guitar and making money off of that. It was like ten thousand dollar guitar or whatever, or four thousand dollar guitar or whatever. I mean, it was like yeah, yeah, yeah spend most of his dad's uh inheritance money on that, and then yeah. he gets it gets jacked because he's off his bipolar medication, and then yeah. And then he winds up at uh, the homeless shelter and then they see uh, his face on the TV. So they eventually call the number on the TV. And that's when Joey finally comes and saves Craig from himself. So. Yes. And Craig's like totally out of it when Joey shows up. Cause like Craig's like not really making a whole lot of sense. with like, like, I mean, you shouldn't say he's not making sense. Like he's, he's kind of like crying about like, they took my guitar, they took my guitar and they're like, and, and Joey's just kind of like, is there more going on here than this? Like what? And, uh, and yeah, that, that whole thing. Um, Cause that also was starting to cause a rift between Joey and Craig. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. 
by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Because Joey was like, Craig, if you're going to be spending this much money on a guitar, like, could you help out with, like, yeah. the house a little bit? Because, like, I... You know, Angie is expensive and, you know, keeping the roof over both y'all's heads and you you go through shoes super fast and I'm always buying you stuff. And to me, it was like, I understand where Joey's coming from in that scenario. Like as as a as Craig, though, it, I would feel kind of the same way he did, where I'd be like, you don't make your other kid pay for any anything. But at the same time, Joey's like, yeah, my other kid isn't spending five thousand dollars on a guitar like if you're just gonna <laughs> blow that money essentially like you could go so far helping helping us you know or buy your own shoes instead of me buying your shoes for you if you're gonna spend five thousand on a guitar but uh <laughs> but then like they wind up like once this happens and, and he finds craig and like they get like the help they need and everything like that never becomes like an issue going forward like it just no. kind of gets washed so yeah great craig can always find another issue to develop and he does yes. eventually in season, season six well we move on to uh the next time we see uh kevin smith is in the lexicon of love which is towards the i believe yeah this is towards the middle or the end of uh season five uh this is actually i think it's season five episode 11 and uh we have uh, this is the summary here. So Alex shows up in front of the school and, and excited about going to the premiere of Jay and Silent Bob co-Canadian A with Paige, only to find out that Paige only has two tickets and she gave the other one to Hazel. Oh, that was a cringe moment, by the way, where they're all together and like she finds out there isn't a ticket for her, like kind of in front of everyone. I, was, I felt bad for Alex. Yeah, I felt bad for Alex because you you could see this was at a time where they were really getting close as friends. Like she had already really kind of become a part of the the friend group because she was so close to Paige and helped her out, you know, working together at the mall. So then uh, Paige then goes to get an extra ticket from Kevin Smith, but finds out that she was cut entirely from the movie. Uh, that was another one that was like, oh. <laughs> so she gives Alex the extra ticket and decides not to go to the movie, but Alex brings Paige anyway. When Paige and Alex, Emma, uh, Peter, and, and the others arrive at the Kid, at the kitty after party after the movie, Paige and Alex decide to crash the real after party by by pretending to be a lesbian couple. Yeah, the, the, the security guard won't let them in because they're not on the list. And then when he like, thinks it's like two hot lesbians... Then he lets them in. This is like <laughs> this is like the this is where you learn less the lesbian uh, get out of jail free card. Uh, Man, I would have done the same thing if I was that guy. I get it. True. Keep it uh, real. <laughs> The two have fun at the real after party and even upstage uh, Smith and Jason Muse, who are very uh, uh, 
focused in on uh, Paige and Alex dancing uh, in the middle of this uh, real after party. Paige and Alex decide to head home and they stop by Alex's house to get shoes because Paige left hers at the after party and Alex didn't want to wait. At Alex's house, her mom and her mom's boyfriend, Chad, what a freaking Chad, uh, get in a fight and Alex ends up hitting her arm against the table. She and Paige head back to Paige's house and that's where they get very close and they end up kissing. Uh, And that's how this episode really ends, but they also add on. Meanwhile, Emma and Peter catch Emma's stepdad, Snake, kissing Peter's mom, uh, Principal Hasselaskos. Oh, man. I forgot this all happened in one episode. Yeah. Two two very famous kisses in Degrassi-verse. That was... That was one that I really wish never would happen on the show. The snake in the snake and Hasselakos one. Um, I don't think that needed to happen for Snake's character at all. Like that whole thing about <clears throat> and it made him <clears throat> kind of estranged from his family for a while. He had to like go stay with Joey or something. I can't remember. He he stayed somewhere yeah. else for a minute and and was just like that was it's like you've already given this dude cancer and like all the other stuff he's had to deal with and like he's and he's kind of like the role model like he's the kid from the original Degrassi who went on to become like a respected teacher and he's like the cool teacher like you know and it was also he got accused of the Darcy stuff that he didn't do like like he didn't I didn't think it made any sense to to do snake like that and have him do this story where he also was was now he's now not only not only are all the kids cheating on each other now the principal and the most cool teacher are cheating with each other now too and that's another thing too for Hatsalakos. like you're the leader of the school you have the biggest pos child at that school in peter and you're cheating on your husband like like with a teacher yeah like what like no wonder these kids are all so screwed up look at the people that they're looking up to like look at the look at the examples these people have for god's sakes like you have product of your environment right like i mean like if you grow up and like it's just normal for all your heroes to be cheating on each other you think it's normal to be cheating on people like it's just what people do exactly exactly and this is why emma and peter were never going to work out because of this example from their two parental figures so we move on to lexicon of love 2 uh kevin smith uh helps a confused page come to terms with her sexuality and her feelings for alex alex and page become a couple in this episode officially uh emma feels compelled to tell her mom she saw snake and miss hasselasos uh together and gets him thrown out the house damn snitching Snitching gets stitches, and it, it, it didn't even make her bleed. It made the whole family bleed. Uh, Paige tells Hazel about the kiss with Alex, and she says it was nothing, uh, and that Alex is nothing. Ugh. And then Alex hears them and gets angry. Uh, Jay hangs out with Alex, and apparently uh, em- Emily and Chad are back together despite the fight, and Chad throwing Alex under a small table. Uh, Alex goes outside for air and then sees uh, Paige. Paige is standing up- there in the hallway. Yeah. 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 yeah Paige is standing there, and uh, this episode ends with them holding hands officially together moving forward. Yeah. Kind of creepy, though. Like, just be hanging out in the hallway like unannounced like you know what i mean like she didn't <laughs> like times have changed though like back 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 in the day when we were growing up like you kind of showed up places there was no internet really i mean there was the internet but it wasn't used the same way it is now 
Like you might call someone like people, younger people, like it's really weird to talk about now, but, but like now it's, you know, it's so easy to text someone or just something you're so closely linked and all this different social media and stuff before it was like, Hey man, what are you doing on Saturday? I don't know. What are you doing? All right. I'm going to call you around like 2 PM. If you don't answer, like I'll be at this place at you know this time. And like, you just kind of hope everyone showed up when they were supposed to. Now it's like, yeah. You know, now it's we're all way more linked now. So, like, when you or see it was like aim, that, you hit them up on aim, ale on the messenger. Yes, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, BRB TTYL. Um, <laughs> this is where you learned all the acronyms for everything BRB, T-T-Y-L. and that also was the blueprint for what became emojis on like everyone's phones. Yeah, and stuff. like that true. was the first thing that had like little smiley faces and stuff. Um, so yeah, man, I so for page it's funny when you watch it now but back then it, it wouldn't be as weird because like facebook was like brand new when these episodes were coming out there it was, was no not even out there yet. wasn't no like facebook messenger at this point exactly. like, you literally had to put it on their wall for everyone yes. to see what if you wanted to like send a message to somebody oh yeah and i've got probably so many embarrassing messages out there in the universe to this day from like stuff i was saying to my friends in high school publicly on on our walls and facebook yeah. on facebook but, uh, well, this is 2005, so this is back when you had to be in college to to be on uh face to be on Facebook. Right. Remember well, when Facebook was only college? Like it wasn't. I didn't have it at this time. I think I got it the following year when I started. When I started at St. John's University, one of the first things that I did on my St. John's laptop that they gave me is everybody was like, "Yo, you got to make a Facebook." I'm like. Facebook, okay. Um. Yeah, I, I I remember getting it my senior year of high school, but it was after I had been accepted to my college. You needed like yeah. a call college exactly. ID to be able to get in. So once yeah. I got accepted by my college, I saw I literally signed up for Facebook probably within two weeks of the website existing. Like I mean, I was like really early on. But that all being said, at this time, it isn't like. In hindsight, it's how, it seems weird and kind of almost creepy that like someone would just be waiting in a hallway for somebody unannounced. But like back then, you kind of just did stuff like that. And like if they didn't show up, they didn't show up. They just walked back home. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Nobody knew that you ever had left. You know, it just the times were different. Yes, this was the time of uh, MySpace as well. If you if you didn't mm-hmm. have someone in your top eight, that means that y'all wasn't real friends. That's what it that's what it meant back in. And that should cause problems. I remember because like people would get upset at their friends for not being in their top eight and stuff. Mm-hmm. I, that was the main reason I never got into MySpace was because like I thought it was like too much pressure to like decide who my favorite friends were. It's weird. Um, but that that did make the blueprint for what became facebook though for sure like the concept yeah. of myspace um they got kind of screwed in that and well actually tom wound up doing great because he sold myspace like before it was worthless for like exactly. millions and now he just got out and he i think he's a photographer he just goes around the world and like relaxes and i mean he's never gonna need to work another day in his life because of all the myspace money he made so mm-hmm. like and he got out of the game. Like he's not like trying to be famous or trying to be like an influencer or whatever. He just people, out there doing. You gotta his make thing. a movie about him. Like like Mark Zuckerberg got the whole social network movie for Facebook. Why did why did nobody do a movie on Tom in MySpace? That's a really good question. Unless he might he might not even want to, the publicity to be honest. But but that that is a good question. Like if if I'd be interested to really see that because he came up with. He was pre Zuckerberg and coming up with the idea of social networking. And then um, the story of like watching 
Facebook like completely eclipse MySpace like so fast. But then the story of like him getting like selling MySpace would be like really interesting. Like the, the yeah. deals that got made and him just being like, all right, shit, we got out before it got bad. We, and then, we and then, yeah, and then the go. aftermath of the people that bought it from him. And they're like, oh, damn, like everybody's on Facebook. Everybody just forgot about MySpace. Yeah. Well, it kind of happened to Napster also because yeah. Na Napster basically invented the, the P2P file sharing concept for, mm -hmm. for music files and stuff. And they, and then like, you know, uh, Kazaa and BearShare and LimeWire and like all these other offshoots came out of Napster's technology essentially, but Napster was the one that all the musicians went after. So Napster got shut down and they got totally screwed and they basically had to try to compete with iTunes and make their music, like you have to pay for their music, but everyone's like, well, I'm just going to use iTunes instead of Napster. So so th but then like those other sites wound up like and even itunes itself like they pretty much used the napster formula but then just like actually charged for the music um so anyways uh the the point is sometimes people have great ideas and they get totally screwed over and then other people take those great ideas and become trillionaires absolutely i was talking to uh jeremy on fmc that i watched tom and pam uh, Pam and Tommy, uh, the new series on uh, Pam. I haven't seen it yet, but Pamela I know what Anderson about, yeah. and uh, Tommy Lee, and it talks about the, how the guy, this guy, just got like screwed over by Tommy Lee, and to get revenge, he steals the safe, and the safe has the sex tape in it. So he's the one that puts out it on, you know, the internet for sale, and then somebody buys it, and then just puts it out for free, and then they are the one that winds up getting the rights to to the to the sex tape to sell it uh you know for for you know profit and they are the one that kind of was more successful out of it not the guy that originally stole stole the sex tape and a lot of that is what we're talking about with like napster and myspace they start something and then somebody comes and does it does it a little bit better or does it in a different way and they get all the praise and all the success for it so yeah very true kind of how it works i mean uh, apparently like apparently a lot of the people throughout history that are credited for like stuff like electricity and, and, and like, you know, a whole bunch of that kind of stuff were really probably stealing the ideas from other people. Like they were just the yeah. ones that like got, got were the loudest that like people, people thought that they had came up with it, but like they were, you know, I, I bet you there was a lot of people throughout history that this happened to before there was any way of proving one way or the other, like who, whose idea it was, you know, like Very Einstein cool. might've been a complete idiot that was just stealing everybody's shit. I mean, we don't know. You know what no, I mean? Like we don't know for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but uh we got we got two more episodes that Kevin Smith was involved in and Jason Mews uh for Degrassi. We go to Degrassi Goes Hollywood, which was a four-part, it was really a four-part uh series. If you do it just on the half an hour episodes, it's four parts. Uh so the first you can't part watch it by the way, is like a movie though. Like there is yes, a yes. version where it's just all together. Yeah. Yes, uh, but it goes, you know, Manny wants to be an actress. She is currently uh, studying theater at Smithdale University. She goes to a show where Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes are the hosts. Uh, Mewes gives 
gives her uh, an audition, but she blows it. Uh, eventually, she regains her confidence and goes to Hollywood with Peter Stone, his girlfriend Mia, Sav Bandari, Danny, Danny Van Zandt, and her ex-boyfriend Jay Hogarth. Uh, meanwhile, Paige Michael Shaw is telling everyone that she is a stylist, but she's really working as an assistant for an actress named Haley uh, Montel. Uh, Haley is snobby and mean to Paige, kind of similar to Paige in season one and part of season two. Uh, Paige gets Haley an audition with Jason Mewes. After Haley's audition, uh, she asks Paige to get an item that she left at the audition. Paige goes back and auditions for the part of Trixie. Uh, Paige is then offered the part. Uh, Paige and Manny are both known for getting into fights at Degrassi with each other, and they are bitter rivals. So this causes an even further issue between them. There is some major drama here since, pa- since Manny wanted the role and Paige wound up getting it. Marco Del Rossi and Ellie Nash come to visit her in the mansion that she got by being the lead in the movie and Paige then becomes obnoxious, spoiled, and rude basically reverting back to Paige of season one because of her fame. Uh, She slaps Marco in the face and he leaves her house and heads back to Canada. She gets kicked out of the movie. She then goes to a movie premiere and falls on the red carpet and then Manny helps her later in the mo- in the movie Paige becomes uh Jason Mew's assistant except he is much nicer to her than Haley was and Manny uh ends up getting the role Jay loves Manny and would do anything for her just to make her happy so they rekindle their relationship and kiss and that's the whole the whole synopsis uh the 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 main part of this was you know Jason Mewes being in uh this as like the actor and he really wants Manny the whole time this is my first discovery of uh David Rose from Shit's Creek if you don't watch Shit's Creek that's a hilarious show and he was the the uh the producer who once who liked Paige more than Manny who Manny auditions it for and he doesn't like her. And then Paige auditions for him and he does like her. Gotcha. I haven't seen that show, but I know who you're talking about. Like the, yeah, yeah he's, he's, um, what's his name? Eugene Levy. That's his son. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Eugene Levy of uh, American Pie fame, of course. Exactly. Yes. Jim's dad. Yes. For, for yes. those who don't know. <laughs> yes. And, and like the OG legend of like the, the, like the weird, if you ever saw like the naked mile and like those kind of movies, like yeah. he's like, it turns out he's like, like, like the God of like all these like fraternities and stuff like from back in the day, they make it cheesy as hell. But, um, I was funny. <laughs> Thomas Edison, people are getting on, on me for my, uh, yeah. Thomas Edison is who created the light bulb. Right. And yes. I think, I think, I think, uh, recording sound as well. Um, who was the was, was Alexander Graham Bell with the telephone? I think. Um, but anyways, yeah, yeah, we can get into the specifics <laughs> of who invented what here, all we want. Um, but uh, yes, this was also the one right where this was the Stu's rule ending. Yes, yes, yeah, Stu's rule. Stu's rule. Yeah, rule. Because that was apparently knows how to how to play drums now. Like, yeah, that was that was another great just scenario out of this movie was. Yeah, Jay, like, they need a drummer for, like, Manny to be performing and stuff. Because they also do the thing where, like, they stop at, like, the restaurant and, like, they're doing, like, the karaoke thing. And, um, but, yeah, like, they need Jay, they need a drummer while they're out there and Jay's drumming. And I'll never forget, like, the whole, like, some somebody's, like, I think, like, Peter or someone's, like, Jay, yo, you know how to drum? 
and Manny's like, there's a lot of things you don't know about Jay Hogart. And I was like, lame? Like, I don't, like, okay. <laughs> I didn't like, know, I didn't know Jay could be lame. Yeah, <laughs> <That's> like, <true. laughs> yeah, like, like, I, this guy, like, these guys are all, they're all too talented. It doesn't make any sense. They're all musicians. They're all actors and actresses. They're all, you know, like, even, like, Holly J and stuff later on, she just, like, becomes, like, on like she's like on tv like right away like out of out of high school and stuff like anyways um but yeah the but that ending is the cringiest ending i think of any there's been a lot of cringy degrassi endings but that might have been the most cringy when jay just gets right off that bus at the end and just one more thing everyone like turns like Dudes rule. Yeah, and they're all like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, and then we and then we have to start off season nine with the students performing at and at that leads into more cringe where that's where like Sean Tay is like, oh, they, they meet Declan and uh, Fiona. Let, let like, me introduce. Uh, can you introduce us to the players? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Is this yeah, Hunger who, who Games? Players? Is this yeah. Hunger Games? What is what what brings the upper crust to Degrassi? Like this is, you know, an unofficial video vlogger of Degrassi. Yes, Chante was like literally a third tier, a third tier Hazel replacement. Yeah, for like a decade on the show somehow. Like she, like she survived multiple roster changes and free agency. (laughs) She was with she was in high school with like Darcy, Manny, and them. And then winds up where she's in she's still in high school where we have like Allie and Claire and Drew. Like it's like how long have you been in high school for? It almost gets into like Greece territory, right? Like the movie Greece where like they're all like clearly like 40 something, but they're playing high schoolers and it's like Shantae wasn't that old but the the concept of like how long are you gonna be in college like screech like how long are you gonna be in high school bro like there's only so many new classes of of saved by the bell before it's like bro Yo, you gotta move on like your life 10 seasons on those new, <laughs> you know, new class last you know people don't realize that new class lasted longer than the original saved by the bell did it really dude i i, I didn't know that Dude, wow. I, I can. I'm gonna look it up right now, but I'm pretty sure I've read that before. So if that's Saved true. By, that's crazy. So Saved by the Bell had four seasons. It just had four it seasons. Only had four seasons. Only I, had I guess four it was, seasons. It was on for syndication so often on TBS that it must have just felt like it was longer because I saw so many reruns. New class, seven seasons. I can't believe that. <laughs> I mean, I believe it because I, I believe you just looked it up, but I, I can't believe like. That's that is a mind f. I did not. Wow. Anyways, but yeah. So Screech was like on that show. Like he wasn't yeah. in high school anymore, but he was like Belding's assistant or something. Yeah, he was like a like a print the principal's assistant. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like just the idea of like you can't move on with your life, can you? Like you're still you're still getting in the the drama of like high school with Saved by like, the Bell kids. The final episode, I just see the the, the uh, summary for the final episode of Ooh. New Classes. Screech thinks he deserves a raise. Well, yeah, you do. You've been on this show for eleven seasons. Yeah, yeah, facts. What, this That's is a good true. point. Where, that is how true. many seasons of Good Morning Miss Bliss were there? That I, are I believe seasons. there's only one. Just season one, I think. Good yeah, morning, Good Morning Miss Bliss. Because I actually seen um. I think Lifetime did a like Saved by the Bell movie based on like the actors in it, and yeah, Good Morning Miss Bliss was only 
uh, I don't even know how many episodes. It was 13 episodes. You're including- talking about you're talking about the say about the bell thing they did where it was like actors and actresses playing them and yes. yeah, that was the worst fucking thing. Oh, ever that was awful. That it's, was it, that please, was a screech no, smear no. campaign. Like that was dude, that was a that because you ever read Screech's book that he just like telling all and like most of it apparently was like total BS. I dude, I met this is the most random shit ever. I don't know if I've ever told you this. I was doing trivia in Atlanta, Georgia. This was a few years ago. And one of the team, one of the team names at the trivia I was at named their team something like Kevin the Robot Bone Screech or something. Like it was like some crazy Saved by the Bell name. It was so random. It was like Kevin the Robot Screwed Screech or something like that. And and I was like, why did you name your because they, they had to say it out loud on the microphone when they're like, you know, and Kevin the Robot Screwed Screech, you know, their answer is this, you know, and it's like. And so I asked around and they were like, oh no, the guy, the voice of Kevin the robot is the guy reading the care the, the the trivia here. And I was like, wait, are you serious? Like the that guy is the guy reading out that out loud right now. So I go up to him, like it, like the thing, the 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 trivia ends, and I walk up to him and I was like, Hey man, like, were you really Kevin the Robot and Saved by the Bell? And he was like, Yeah, dude, like he's like, that actually was me. Like, that's why people like mess with me up here about it. And I wound up sitting down with him and I was like, I just read Dustin Diamond's book. And he was like, do you have that with you? And I was like, no, I don't have it with me. And he's like, everything I'm hearing about that was totally fake. Like there's a reason that all of us stopped talking to that guy. Like he was outcast for a reason. Like he was such a liar and all this stuff. And I'm sitting here drinking a pitcher of beer with Kevin the Robot. It was the most random thing I think I've ever done in my life. That that marks me out way more than it should. Yeah. <laughs> so, so even even with the, what CM say, if we lumped Good Morning Miss Bliss with Saved by the Bell, that's still five seasons, ladies and gentlemen. New class, that's seven, seven seasons. Okay. Even if you want to, even if you want to do um, because let's see how many seasons uh the college years college years were. Yeah. I think that Probably was two. one season. That's one season. One season. So yeah, even, okay. Even if you add Good Morning Miss Bliss. And the college years, you only. <laughs> you only I'm not gonna lie. When I went to when I when I when I showed up to my dorm room at Georgia Southern University in 2006, in my head, well, I'm standing at the edge of tomorrow. Absolutely. When I when I when I went to orientation, when I went to orientation at St. John's University, I had that in my I'm standing at the edge of tomorrow. And then like I'm like looking at my RA like <laughs> it turns around. And as long as it be how yeah. far I go, dude. Yeah, it's Mike not going. time to waste away. <laughs> I'm standing at the edge of tomorrow. Today, 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 today. And you know what? Uh, that is that is still one of my favorite theme songs to any sitcom. I'm sorry. It's, I, it's I, just I, like I, Slater like pumping iron and doing push-ups and stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, all right. You know, the guy who plays uh, Jeremiah Lasky in that show, the one who winds up like hooking up with, yes. with Kelly. Yes. He is uh in Better Call Saul nowadays as ah. like uh as like uh one of the partners in like the firm that Saul initially like starts at with his brother. Yeah, so I, like I, I hated Jeff, I hated Professor Lasky, yeah, I hated anyone who got in the way of, of Zach and Zach Kelly. Kelly. Yeah, anyone yeah. who got I hated Slater for the first season of Save My Mouth. 
anyone who got in the way of Kim, Zach Kenny with Kelly, I automatically hated you. It wasn't until really uh, Slater started focusing more on on Jesse where I was like, okay, he's all right. He's yeah. all right. And Screech just never actually got with Lisa. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm okay with that because we saw the opposite of that, of when the nerd eventually does get the girl with family matters in the latter seasons. And true. that sucked. Yeah, that, true. That absolutely true. ruined the show when when yeah. when Laura eventually got with got with Steve. It that only made ruined. sense when he transformed into Stefan. Like that's the only time it and, made any and sense. Literally, literally, she falls for Steve right. after he literally clones himself to become Stefan. So she has Stefan permanently. Then when Stefan becomes a model and is off, she's like, "Oh, you know what? I think I have feelings for Steve." What the? F- huh? Yeah. Did, did you? I, mean, I had to have brought this up before, but have you ever seen Lucas Bros. Moving Company, the TV show, the cartoon? Um, I think I've heard that Dude, before. Like, if you like, watch the whole series today, like it's it's the the most underrated cartoon ever, and it it hits us right where we're talking. Like, they have an entire episode about Jaleel White and getting into his brain, into his subconscious, and unlocking him remembering that he was Steve Urkel. Like, I mean, like, they have full episodes, like, based on this kind That's of awesome. stuff. Like, That's oh, awesome. Yeah. And, yeah. and CM is right. Uh, Showgirls is canon in the Saved by the Bell universe. If you, really? watch, if you watch the new version of Saved by the Bell, they're on, like, I think they just did uh, season two on Peacock. Yeah. Literally, there's a whole scene, there's an episode where uh, Jesse, you know, she divorces her husband, and she's trying to get with this new new guy and she's like talking to kelly and lisa about like oh you don't remember the last time you were single she was like yeah the last time i was single i went out to las vegas and i became like a dancer and you know i killed somebody but that's besides the point (laughs) that's awesome i i legitimately (laughs) forgot they even had like the reboot on peacock i only watched like the first episode of it and that got enough of my my nostalgia because like i saw all the old characters same thing with Fuller House. I watched the first episode. I was like seeing all them back together, but I was like, I don't know if I want to go down the rabbit hole of like getting to know these new characters and like yeah. watching the show, you know? I, I um, will say, I, I, I talked to Jensen. I mean, I talked to Jeremy about this on FMC. I did, I do, there is a part of the Saved by the Bell series that I do like. Like there's certain new characters, like they have a, a transgender character who's like the kind of the the, the comedic uh, figure of the show because she's very like sassy and everything, and she's like uh, she just has those great like one-liners and stuff. She's cool. There's the the uh, the this uh, I forget his name. He's the black. He has a he's a black guy with the afro, but he's a very cool character. Everybody else is just like they're way they're trying way too much to be the older characters from Saved by the Bell. Like, right. this is what this is why I was telling him, and I told you before, I enjoy Bel Air, because, yes, it's the same names of these characters, but they put it in a 2022 spin on it, and they make it more realistic and drama-filled. So, that's why I like that over the Saved by the Bell reboot. That makes sense. Yeah, we can do an entire Saved by the Bell plot. We almost just did. But, like, I, yeah, 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 very much very much into into all of this <laughs> well, that, that's what we might we might do next week we might do uh comparing saved by the bell to degrassi 
<laughs> yeah, we could. We can kind of compare some of the characters to each other and stuff. That'd be interesting. Did you ever see the Zach Morris's Trash series? On oh, that's YouTube? my favorite thing in the world. Yeah. I literally, I literally used to pop every week for uh, for those Zach Morris's Trash because I realized watching it all the stuff he was doing that Same. was just horrible, horrible. It but it totally was totally changed my perspective. Yeah. It's such, it's such a great thing, but that that's another fault, another negative about the Saved by the Bell new reboot series is it, it's like the producers and the directors and writers watched the Zach Morris's trash and just made made Zach Morris trash in this in this universe. <laughs> like like it was like the the reason why it was it got over the way it did is because Zach was really oblivious to. But it's very on the nose that Zach is trash in this new Saved by the Bell series. That that actually makes a lot of sense. That's that's funny that they changed him from like he's like a giant narcissist in the new one. I'm guessing. Like, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Which he always and, was, but he was always positioned as the guy you rooted for originally. Exactly, yeah. exactly. That's the biggest differences. But turns out uh, that like 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 uh, uh, Valley High School was like probably the good guys the entire time. You know what I mean? Like all these guys that we we hated, like that they were always feuding with. Like they were actually the one. They were probably like, no, like you saw it our way. Like this dude is ruining our lives. He's like like stealing our mascots and like doing all like we hate zach morris because he's ruining our lives like we're just we're just retaliating they're making it look like yeah. you know it's the, the way around. that's one of the better episodes of season two of the reboot is that they did a whole episode where uh a a version of zach is at valley and comes into uh uh you know bayside and he pretends to be someone else but it is revealed that he's really like the zach because there's the really the main character of the reboot is this uh hispanic girl because she's like the one that look that breaks the fourth wall does the timeout and everything but they also have uh mac mac morris which is zach's son and right. yeah and like they yeah, they have like this like tenacious like friendship with each other where they kind of go back and forth, but you could tell they are eventually going to be together. But she gets with the Zach from Valley and then realizes that all the things she liked about him was really what she likes about Mac, and Mac is the better version of that. So yeah, that's that's one thing where the the writing was good in that sense, but there's not a lot of good writing in this reboot, I will say. But uh, anything you want to say to close off uh, this episode where we just had fun. We made it more of a lighter episode. We were going to talk about uh, JT on this episode, but we thought otherwise after, you know, two weeks ago, we did a whole episode on Cam. Shouts out to Not a, Vamp Not a Vampire. Uh, she just did a live stream that I jumped on and uh, said hello to her on the in the in the chat and everything. Nice. So shout out to her. She's still doing content. You can check out her channel. But we went heavy on that one. We decided to make this episode lighter. And you, Jensen made me laugh with a bunch of deep cuts during this <laughs> one. So thank you. Yeah, for sure. For sure. This was fun. Um, <clears throat> yeah, the only other thing I guess I'll mention, we talked about it beforehand. Some of the Kevin Smith stuff did come across kind of weird. Like when during the Degrassi goes uh, Hollywood, he Skype calls um, Manny yeah. and uh, Emma. And he's, his first question to them is asking if they're clothed or not. And then being disappointed when they are clothed. And then like Kelly is with them too. Who's like dating Emma. It was kind of weird. Um, but outside of that, um, you know. Oh, Thanks to Kevin Smith for getting involved in his what favorite you, show. What are you doing? 
<laughs> my daughter just came in here and just oh. emptied a whole drawer of her shoes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I think we I think this is where we end yep. the episode. <laughs> Yeah, this was fun. And for anyone who might not have known, Jan and Bob were a part of Degrassi, the next generation. They were also a part, real quick, of the... She saw me and was like, no, I'm out of here. Um, but she was... Uh, <laughs> She's like, no. She like, knew exactly when she was live. She's like, no. Um, <laughs> But uh, I think it's also worth mentioning real quick that in the Drake music video, the I'm Upset video, Jansaw and Bob are in that too. So I think it's cool that like they brought them in for that and like they consider them enough of like the crew from the show that like they were a part of the... And they also did the whole 15 bucks, little man, put that shit in my, in my hand. hand. One of the, their greatest lines. Off. But yeah, yes. but they're, they're, doing, they're doing it outside of Degrassi like while like the fire's going on and stuff. So like I think I, I, I it was cool that, and I'm and I'm really hoping uh, Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes wind up being a part of this reboot in some way, shape, or form. Like because you know Kevin Smith's gonna want in. So like, um, so yeah, it was just really cool to see two insanely different worlds that I was a fan of both crossover for something like this. It was kind of like <clears throat> I was too old to see this happen live. I found out years later, but it was kind of like. There was an episode of Power Rangers where the Power Rangers and the Ninja Turtles team up. I think I saw that. Yeah. And it was too, it was like if they would have done it when we were the right age, it would have been like the biggest thing that ever happened. But it happened a little too late for like many people to care. Yeah, it, 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 it was for the it was for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles reboot one. It wasn't even the original Teenage Mutant. Yeah, Ninja they had Turtles. weird costumes and yeah. stuff. Like it wasn't even it, it looked kind of look kind of uh scuffed if i'm being honest like and once again it wasn't mighty more from power rangers it was like the like years later power rangers but the point yeah. is those are two worlds that like you know those are two worlds you wanted to see together and they eventually did it this was like two worlds that i never in a million years would have thought would have crossed over the the viewist universe and 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 degrassi like and but then once you start realizing how big of a fan kevin smith was of degrassi and then you start seeing we were talking about with little hints in his movies, little Easter the eggs, the Easter eggs, exactly. Like that's so it, it was, it's just, it's just a really cool thing. And it, for anyone out there that like Jeremy from, you know, I talked to him yesterday that has no interest in Degrassi but love Jay and Silent Bob. I think it's be, it, as far as a little interest maybe of them being like, maybe I'll check this out just because like it's kind of wild that there, there is because if you're a character of the, of, if you're a fan of the characters of Jay and Silent Bob you'd probably want to see everything that they've done as those characters. And Degrassi is a part of that, that I think you need yeah. to check out. Totally agree with you. And it's good. Cause they are just like two, they do part one, part two, you know, like season four, part one, part two is season five part. And then the Degrassi goes Hollywood movie. So you really don't have to spend that much time to catch up on everything. It's really can, you could finish up everything in like a four hour span of Jay and Silent Bob in Degrassi. So it's fun. And we had fun talking about that, talking about Saved by the Bell talking. I blew Jeremy's, uh, I mean, Jets's mind by telling him that the new class, <laughs> even if you combine, even if you combine Good Morning Miss Bliss and the college years with the Saved by the Bell core series, the new class still out has more seasons than all of that combined. 
That's that, insane. I'm closing the show off showing you one more thing. As we sign off, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to hit you with one of these. Oh, deep cut. Another deep cut by everybody. So remember, guys, remember to drop a thumbs up on this video. Share it with your friends. Who we are got our Save by the Bell, guys. Close <laughs> us Wait. off. Degrassi dudes, Save by the Bell dudes. We got Slater, Screech, and, and Zach. And Hanging let us out. know. Let us know in the comments if you want us to do a full podcast next week on Save by the Bell. Uh, no post show this week. Uh, CM, as you see, I have to get to my kids that are uh, acting up a storm. But next week, uh, next week we'll do we'll do a post show. Well, maybe we maybe next week. If you let us know in the comments, let us know you enjoyed this episode. If you want us to do more of a deep dive in Saved by the Bell, as well as uh, Zach Morris is trash, maybe we could do that. We'll talk about Saved by the Bell next week, and then we'll do we'll watch the Zach Morris is trash on the post show Ooh, how about that Let's not even that. not even yeah. saved by the bell we're gonna watch zach morris's trash on on the post show we'll do that so let us know in the comments if you like that share it with your friends who are degrassi fans jay and silent bob fans saved by the bell fans we talked about it all and yes i agree cm zach morris greater than ashley Kerwin. so for <laughs> steven jensen it is me it is me your true hill phenom sv3 and this has been degrassi dudes What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.